of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, hello and welcome to what, 6080 or 603 for October 21st, 2021. Yeah, yeah, is that it? Yeah. It's also uh, an Asian or European uh, AM frequency, too. Oh, okay. Well, we've got it all covered. But I will turn it over to somebody who is going to tell us what's on the agenda because we don't want to get Alan. In uh, Parma Heights, Parma, all, Parma out, Heights. Of, no, all out of schedule here. He's got a brown skin. He's got bigger fish to fry. He's got injured That's browns true. to deal with. He's got problems. That's <laughs> true. Well, let's start things off with our radio news from a national perspective, and we'll follow it up with uh, our calls and feedback section. And then after that, we'll have Jennifer Sparks call her in format changes. Next on the agenda for our featured segment, we're going to listen to the Mike Douglas TV show. And you're going to say, well, why a Mike Douglas TV show? Because we're going to hear a two-part interview that he did, or that I put together, that he did with Ringo Starr from the Beatles on April 17th, 1978. We'll follow it up with an air check of WRKO from Boston, Massachusetts, and Shadow Stevens. This is also from April of 1969, and there's no date on this, and there's nothing in the particular recording that indicates we'll what figure it might out. be. We'll figure it out. We'll see what it can get. I know you probably will, Chris. No. Then finally, our air check of, the, of, our, of our radio station for our feature station is the other station that uh, John Garabedian is selling, and that's WFRQFM with their Variety Hits formatted uh, station. And they're, they're, they don't sound too bad. They really don't. I mean, as, ra- as radio stations go, I mean, I don't see any station out there that I see that I can say that says, that, that says oh, they're just spectacular. So, But, no. you know, as stations go, they're not really that bad. All in all, we have a very busy program this week. I can tell you right now that uh, just a little sneak preview of what we're going to talk about next week. Beasley Media is going to syndicate their sports morning shows in Boston, Massachusetts. That's Toucher and Rich. Yep. And they're going to syndicate a sports morning show that comes out of Fort Myers, Florida, on their station 770 in Fort Myers, Florida. Plus, uh, an overnight announcer or nighttime announcer is leaving WFAN, is leaving WFAN in the New York City. We'll talk more about that next week as well. So, food for thought. And That's a big-time announcer, Jeff, because Howie Rose tweeted today that he should get a very, very good send-off. And, and who, who is that? Steve Summers. Steve, Steve Summers. Steve Summers. Oh, yes. Oh, Steve Summers has been there. I don't know if he's there since it started, but very, pretty close to it. He's been there a long time. Well, he's been there since the very beginning, since, since they, they yeah. went to the fan. He's, well, yeah. let's, I don't really want to talk about, okay, we'll talk about the good. radio news, but he's leaving because he doesn't want to do all, they wanted to put him back on the all-night show because he was good at all-nights, and he had a lot of listeners, and he had a lot yeah, of callers. losing under the covers is what he used to say. Yeah. But he doesn't want to do yeah. that anymore. He, he says, doesn't want to smooth I, anymore I, under the covers. I, I, I've all been right. working the late evening shifts. I've been working the evening shifts. Because this show was, a pre- was preempted by the sports action that they covered, 
and he just doesn't want to do all nights anymore. I don't blame him. Yeah, like yeah. Four years in the business. So, and but they also said that they're, they're going to use him for filling work. So obviously they're not really looking to get rid of him completely. So, but you know when the you you know you know when radio things change, they love you today and say you're here today and tomorrow you're uh-huh, gone. Tomorrow. That's yeah. that's the way it is in the business. So, all in all, that's what's going on. Well, I guess it's time then for Jeff's award-winning news. We haven't figured out what the award is, but we're going to play his news anyway. I'm Jeff Edit for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Liberty Media sells its stake in iHeartMedia. Say goodbye to Alt and hello to Dave in San Francisco. And the saga continues at radio station WTMXFM in Chicago, Illinois. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and conclude our look at the Nielsen September Personal People Meter Ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and Liberty Media makes news. Liberty Media is the parent company for Sirius XM Satellite Radio, and we haven't heard from this company in quite a while. In 2018, Liberty Media had the largest stake of shares in iHeartMedia. You have to remember that in 2018, iHeartMedia went through bankruptcy proceedings. And in 2020, Liberty Media obtained permission from the Department of Justice to own up to 50% of iHeartMedia. But that's all changed. In an October 5th filing with the Security Exchange Commission, Liberty Media has sold its entire stake in iHeartMedia. But iHeartMedia is still being pursued by the British company, Global Media Entertainment. This company also wants to purchase a 50% stake in iHeartMedia. We'll let you know what happens with this in a future All Things radio live broadcast. In other news, say so long to the alternative rock format heard on radio station KITS-FM in San Francisco, California. The station transmits on a frequency of 105.3. The station dropped its alternative rock format in favor of a riot hits format, calling themselves Dave 105.3. However, it started with a myriad of problems. One of the big problems that it had was it continued playing hours and hours of non-stop commercials. Once they fixed this problem, the format still didn't run successfully because they couldn't get the new music to load properly in the computer. However, by this past Sunday, the format was running successfully. And we'll provide you with an air check of this radio station in next week's All Things Radio live broadcast. In other news, Odyssey continues to grow its BetQL gambling sports network in more radio markets, including an AM radio station and also on HD radio channels as well. In Boston, say so long to ESPN on radio station WEEI AM. The station transmits on a frequency of 850. And the radio station with its ESPN affiliation never did very well in Boston, Massachusetts. So maybe this will improve their ratings. In Atlanta, Georgia, the BetQL network can be heard on 92.9 WZGC HD2. In Dallas, Texas, the BetQL network can be heard on KJKK HD3. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the BetQL network can be heard on radio station WBEBFM HD3. Finally, in San Diego, California, the BetQL network can be heard on KWFN HD2. Now let's move to Chicago, Illinois, where the drama continues at radio station WTMXFM and the complaints against Eric Ferguson continue. Hubbard Media continues to support him, and his forced leave of absence continues till the end of October. However, Hubbard Broadcasting and Eric Ferguson are facing yet another lawsuit. This one, a $10 million lawsuit by Eric Ferguson's former co-host, Melissa McGurin. Melissa McGurin currently does mornings at radio station WUSN-FM, owned and operated by Odyssey. Melissa McGurin said that Eric Ferguson caused a toxic relationship and a toxic work environment. Adding to the mix was Jennifer Ashravi, who also worked at radio station WTMX-FM. She was a former afternoon co-host 
and traffic reporter for the radio station known as Jennifer Roberts. She worked at the radio station for 16 years. However, she left the radio station, and she says she left the radio station not by being fired, but she left on her own terms. And she has a job working outside of radio. This story is continuing to develop. I will let you know more about this in future All Things Radio live broadcasts. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. A morning show that airs on radio station WJLK-FM in Asbury Park, New Jersey, will also air on radio station WSJO-FM in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Both radio stations are owned and operated by Town Square Media, and the morning hosts are Lou Russo and Shannon Holly. We'll let you hear an air check of this radio station in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. WMXP-FM is looking for a new morning host because Matthew Blades will be leaving his position as co-host of the morning show at the radio station. Matthew Blades is leaving the radio station to take care of some mental health issues. In Atlanta, Georgia, say so long that Jason Bailey, who's leaving his co-hosting chores at radio station WNNX-FM in Atlanta, Georgia. The radio station is owned and operated by Cumulus Media. Jason Bailey says he needs to take a break, and he's been doing the morning show at the radio station since 2014. Jason Bailey also worked in Florida using the name Buckethead, first in Tampa, Florida at radio station WXTB-FM, and in Orlando, Florida at radio station WJRR-FM. Dan Bongino is also making news at Westwood One, which is owned and operated by Cumulus. He says if Cumulus forces a COVID-19 vaccination, he's gone from the radio station. We'll let you know what happens with this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Here it comes again. Another company was hit with a ransomware attack. This time it was Sinclair Broadcasting. The stations affected were the radio stations in Seattle, Washington. They include KOMOAM and its FM translator, KVIAM, and KPLZFM. Although these radio stations aren't owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, the stations are owned and operated by Lotus Communications, and they're still using the Sinclair Computer Networks for their programming. Sinclair is attempting to get the stations back to normal, and we'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Congratulations go out to Taylor J, who's the new program director at radio station KKDM-FM in Des Moines, Iowa. Taylor J came to the radio station after working for iHeartMedia in St. Louis, Missouri. Finally, say so long to the rock programming that was heard on Surf, WSVU-AM, and its FM translators in West Palm Beach, Florida. With the station being sold, the station dropped its rock programming in favor of programming to the Haitian community. Now it's time to conclude our look at the Nielsen September Personal People Meter Ratings. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the number one rank radio station is WRFX-FM with a classic rock format. The number two rank radio station is WBAV-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Charlotte, North Carolina is WKQC-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Portland, Oregon, the number one rank radio station is the public broadcaster KOPB-FM with a news talk format. The number two rank radio station is KLTH-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Portland, Oregon is KKCW-FM with an adult contemporary format. In San Antonio, Texas, the number one rank radio station is KSMG-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KONO-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in San Antonio, Texas is KTKX-FM with a classic rock format. In Sacramento, California, the number one rank radio station is KFBK-FM with a news talk format. The number two rank radio station is KSEG-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Sacramento, California is KYMX-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Salt Lake City, Utah, the number one rank radio station is KSL-AM with a news talk format. The number two rank radio station is KODJ-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Salt Lake City, Utah is KSFI-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Orlando, Florida, the number one rank radio station is WOCL-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is WXXL-FM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Orlando, Florida is WCFB-FM 
FM with a different adult contemporary format. In Las Vegas, Nevada, the number one rec radio station is KSNE FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is KKLZ FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Las Vegas, Nevada is KSOS FM with a Christian CHR format. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the number one rec radio station is WDVE FM with a rock format. The number two rec radio station is KDKA FM with an all sports format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is WWSWFM with a classic hits format. In Cincinnati, Ohio, the number one rec radio station is WLWAM with a news talk and information format. The number two rec radio station is WGRRFM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Cincinnati, Ohio is WUBEFM with a country format. In Kansas City, Missouri, the number one rec radio station is KCMOFM with a classic hits format. The number two rec radio station is KCFXFM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Kansas City, Missouri is KCURFM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk and information format. In Cleveland, Ohio, the number one rec radio station is WNCXFM with a classic rock format. The number two rec radio station is WZAKFM with a number of contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Cleveland, Ohio is WMJIFM with the classic hits format. Finally, in Columbus, Ohio, the number one rec radio station, and I don't believe I've ever seen this as number one, is WBNSFM with its all sports format. The number two rec radio station is WCOLFM with the country format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Columbus, Ohio is WOSUFM. That's the public broadcaster with the news, talk, and information format. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one, back on top is indeed the employment recruiting firm, followed by DuckDuckGo, Upside Services, VIX, and State Farm Insurance. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option 2 for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. It's time once again for listener calls and feedback. To get in touch with the podcast team, call 800-693-0595 and hit option 2 for the podcast team. Hi, this is Sid in the Bronx, New York. I really am enjoying the radio program, and it's gotten me back into uh, listening to, you know, to finding out things about radio that is are really hard to get sometimes. Two items I wanted to pass on to you. One is the passing of Alan Calter, who is most known, I guess, as the David Letterman announcer and on game shows, but he also did some New York radio. He was on WHN for a few years, and he did Long Island radio, especially WHLI. I also want to tell everybody about a new podcast that has come up called Sports Media. It's hosted by Andrew Markham, who is the uh, media writer for The Post, and another guy named John Horan, who I think is with the Business Journal or whatever. It started on the 6th of October. It gives you information about uh, insights into media sports, and it has some interviews. I think it has good potential. Again, it's called Sports Media, and it's a podcast. Listener comments are always welcome, so give us a call on that feedback line, 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And an option two for the podcast team. Uh, that's a wow. good tip about the sports media podcast. That could be yeah. interesting. Apparently, yeah. I would think I would think that would be really good. And I want yeah. to say something about Sid. He's I I didn't 
I, I, I knew him when I was about about mm-hmm. five or six years old when I went to summer camp. He was older than me, so about ten years older than I am. And all of a sudden, he found all things, all things radio and got in touch with me. So that's how I got to... Wow, uh, that's pretty cool. All right, yeah, well, welcome, fun. welcome, Sid. But uh, mm-hmm. that uh, 850 has been uh, ESPN radio for nine years. Back when ESPN radio was worth listening to, now it's horrible. So I think the FedQL thing could be a good... Uh, People love to bet around here. We don't have legalized gambling, sports gambling yet. They keep hemming and hawing and trying to figure out what it's going to do to the casinos. And blah, 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 blah. But anyway, I think I think we will. But always, this has always been a big betting market, so I think that will go over well. Well, it probably will, and and I'm sure that it will. But I, I believe it's Charles. I, I, un, unmute yourself, please. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. We hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. Real quick. Um, thank you very much. By the way, you guys. Um, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Pat Sajak, who owns WNAV in Annapolis, Maryland, 1430, I think he plans to sell the station, or is selling it. Uh, you know, when he retires, I think he's going to sell it. Uh, he okay. is actually selling it. I didn't put it in there because I don't I don't normally put the, t- the radio sales in a lot, but he is selling the radio station. I believe it's been sold already, but that, that hasn't gotten approval from the FCC. Thank you, Charles. I appreciate it. And didn't we know right, him, I Jeff? You too, Jeff. Didn't we feature him from WSM in Nashville? We certainly did. That was about yeah. two years ago, two or three years ago. We yeah, I remember that. Yes, we did. Yeah. I don't have any else, any other air checks up him. I know he worked at other radio stations, and he also worked in broadcasting when he was in Vietnam in the in the service. But unfortunately, I don't have any of those air checks. But he was quite good as a radio announcer. I mean, he had a very good personality to him. And he sounded good. He was doing afternoons, I believe, at the radio station. Yeah, yeah time. we did that, yes. Because that was an unusual radio station. They were they were in the middle of the road from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. or And then they were country from 6 p.m. until 6 a.m. So they were not... Everyone thinks of them as a pure country radio station. But that's not the case with that radio station. At that time. The day. Yeah. LAC yeah. was that way, too. They were kind of in a war in the middle of the day. Right, and then, and then they, at night they they'd the, go to the John R. and all that. All the soul shows, John yeah. R. Horseman yeah. Allen, and, and they uh, were the same way. Herman Grizzard. See, I, a lot of a lot of us a lot of us thought that because we could only get them at night. Right, so we just assumed yeah. right. Country all the time. Well, I could get them a little before sunset. And we couldn't get them in sunrise. So we couldn't get them in. We couldn't get them in New York because of WMAX. And while we always prayed that WMAX, here we go, Chris. Go, you can kill me now. I always prayed that WMAX would go off the air, or that WMAX would forget to to change its pattern so that we could get WLAC. So that, <laughs> that unfortunately did not always happen. But, well, but MEX has dropped down to the bottom of the totem pole, so anybody wants to get in, <laughs> right. you know, that now is yeah, a but, lot easier than it was. But, yeah, but, but what do you, you don't need to hear. There's not nothing to hear on WLAC anymore. There's just nothing to hear them. Yeah, there. Talk, I think. No. They're yeah, all yeah. syndicated talk, and they really... Yeah. Have, but when you listen to WLAC, I mean, I'd love to get more air checks of that stuff. Oh, that'd I don't, be great, I don't, too. I don't, I only, I've only had maybe one or two air checks of the John R. Show. I don't have anything of Horseman Allen. I don't have anything of Herman Grizzard or Eric Johnson or some of the other people who work there at night. And I don't have anything of Ken Spider-Man Webb who worked at WLAC as well. But, but uh, Spider, I'm sorry, Ken uh, Spider-Harrison, excuse me, Spider-Harrison who worked at WLAC. However... <sighs> You know, we're always on the prowl for air checks. There isn't a day that doesn't go by that I'm not searching the web for, for things to put on all things radio. So There was a brief period of time in the early 70s when they were top, top 40. 40, and they called it 15 LAC, and they That's right. Good. Yeah. And as a matter I'll of fact, let. one of the guys that worked there was a guy named uh, Scott Brink, who uh, also worked at WRKO in Boston, if I'm not mistaken. He worked at WORFM as J.J. Jordan. 
and he worked at WNBC AM in New York as well. I actually called him up at the radio station because they, they answered the hit line. And he was, yeah, he enjoyed working in New York, and he enjoyed working at WLAC when they were doing Top 40. He's still around, if I'm not mistaken. So, it was a, it was an interesting time with, with WLAC, and I have some old air checks of them as well. I also have an air check for those who might uh, remember the days when they had a guy named Gene Nobles who worked there as well. Sure. Gary, you remember might remember him. Yeah. Gene sure. Nobles for Randy's Record Shop. Mm-hmm. And, oh, Randy's Record Shop. Bernie, I figured you remember that, Bernie. I also have an air check of some of WLAC in the top 40 era as well. So we'll get, we'll get those on as, as soon as we can. We, we never know what we're going to do from week to week. I just kind of, like next week, I can tell you right now, we're definitely going to San Francisco, and it's going to be KITS. Uh, we're going to do a theme oh, thing yeah. on them with, their, what they're doing now and what they did with, uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you more about When they started the next. format, people were saying, hey, Dave's not here. Yeah. Wait, Dave, 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 that's a problem. That's right. That's right. Cheech and Chong. Dave's not here. That's right. <laughs> and we have a hand raised from Bill in uh, Chicago. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, uh, unmute yourself. Okay. Go ahead. You, you're on. Go ahead. Yeah. You guys are talking about WLAC. Uh, I go back to the 50s of WLAC. We used to ride around it late at night and listen to WLAC because after midnight on LAC back in the, in the uh, late 50s, they used to play a lot of racial stuff like Mons Mabley, Red Fox. They'd play all their comedy stuff at night. Oh, oh wow. Because they could put it on because they couldn't put it on earlier. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and they, and do, you know what the, uh, do you know what the colors do LAC stand for, we're going to Bill? Uh, yeah, something. Is it some life insurance, I think? Or life like and that. Casualty Insurance Company. Yeah, life that's what it is. Yeah, because I know WSM... Uh, also stands for uh, something insurance, wasn't it? Yeah, some insurance or it was now too. They used to say too when they were in the I middle really of the road uh, during the day. They used million. to mention it. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't remember what the SM stands for. You know, it's just like LS in Chicago. I think it was We Serve Million. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Of course, WLS stands for World's Largest Store. Store. Yep. Right. Right. That was. Open. And then WGN, of course, stands for World's Greatest World newspaper. newspaper. Right. And CFL stood for Chicago Federation, Federation of, Labor. of Labor. Yeah. Yeah. WBBM. Are those who were kind of funny callers. Did that mean anything? No, or I don't not? think it meant anything. Just I don't think. And then there was WJEF, which stands for Jeff, who doesn't know anything about radio. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you also had, uh, which is now religious. They've sold it to JJD in out of Chicago. That was John. John. J. Davis that's good for his name. That's funny because of course they were sold to Plow and they were still they still kept it though. Right, right. They still kept it JJD, but, but originally it was owned by John J. Davis. I, I remember getting them at night because we, they, they would stay on later than they than, and so we could get them in New York City at night. They were country yeah, music. They and, would. And, and yeah, then they had it. this guy who did the morning show and Bill, you could correct me on this. I think his name was either Sam Stan Scott or Sam Scott or someone like Stan that. Barton. Stan, I th- was it Barton maybe? Yeah, I forget. I forget Stan it. Barton. They had, remember, remember Randy Blake and his record thing on JJD at the night? I don't because I never got to listen to him. Was that yeah, what they were, a rock station, Bill? Or, or what were they at uh, that point? No, Randy Blake, he was what he, it was mainly the 50s because we used to listen to it when I was in school with yeah. the guy that used to love it because JJD uh, went rock in 56 like COP did ooh, they were right, right next right, to each right. other this, COP this was, but before that it was, they played all kinds of things they used to have a 
segment for the Chuck Wagon Gang, and it's a segment for oh, okay, uh, right with Webb Pierce and all different kind of people that have yep. different. He'd have different segments, like a ten-minute segment for each. Well, you know, Bill, radio was so, was so different than in the old days. I remember when radio announcers worked more than one shift. So, for example, if you did mornings on WNCA from six to ten, you might be on the air from two until three in the afternoon. I'm never sure why oh, yeah, they actually right. did that, but that. Did you guys ever have that in, in, in the? Yeah, we did. WCOP did that at one point, and I had forgotten about it. But at a certain point, I heard their schedule. From 56, and guys would come on from you know 10 to noon and be back from 3 to 5. You know, it's just weird. In and out, in and out. I don't know why they did it, but uh, uh, yeah. we used to have it at 1590 WGGE, and they were, yeah, weren't they country in the morning and uh, soul in the afternoon? R&B, yeah. They, they, well, really, there weren't radio. Bill will, Bill will tell you, there weren't radio formats until the mid 50s because. Every station did, you know, whatever. There was some that maybe emphasized one thing more than another. But the stations sort of, well, X number were in the networks, and they were still doing the network programming. But then they would also, you know, you might hear WMEX uh, was independent. So you had a top 40 station in the uh, show in the afternoon. They had classical music in the morning. You know, you had different different types of music all day well, long. A lot, of, a lot of small town stations, even up into the 70s, would have, uh, they might have, like, down tempo music in the middle of the day, maybe some country in the morning, and maybe a little more upbeat in the afternoon than some top forty at night. And that was pretty common. A lot of well, a lot of stations just had one or two stations. A lot of stations had what I call multiple formats. For example, WLIB AM in New York City, they had the morning show, and it was I call it MOR soul because it wasn't a, the real rocky soul that that you hear in the afternoon. Then they'd have then they'd have a gospel show in the, during the middays. Then they had a, an interview show for women from like an hour in the afternoon. Then they had the Jack Walker, your parish. No, they had Rocky G doing afternoons for a while. And then they would have something like uh, jazz with, uh, well, it was uh, when I remember that it was Mercer Ellington, which is Duke Ellington's son, doing jazz. And that and you don't see that very often. WWRL did the same thing where they had sold during the, they had gospel from 6 until noon. They had a women's show from 12 to 1. The at-home show with Alma John. They had a Another, uh, they had Montague doing uh, a talk, uh, a, a midday show, and he did the all night show. So he had a really weird shift, Bernie. One to three in the afternoon, and then ten to three at night, ten to three in the morning, in the morning. And that wow. was a very, that's a yeah. weird, wow. but, you know, and they had, um, and then of course on the weekends, they had foreign language. You had Spanish and German and Yugoslavian. So, oh, yeah. And in those days, radio, they did anything they could to make money. I mean, that, and, Right. I believe that some of those not languages... that they don't do that now. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, but of course not. But I think a lot of the most, I think a lot of the language programming that they had on WWRL, I think a lot of that was broker time or or the or of some sort. We don't, we're not really sure because I don't. The history of that goes back a long time. But uh, well, I told you about WILD. They had the soul shows in the morning and in the afternoon. In the middle, they had, had Italian for many years. So well, I spoke go. to I spoke to Rocky G when he worked at WRL, and I said, "What happened when you guys got bought out by Egmont Sonderling? And all of a sudden, jingles, Peppertana jingles, soul, the gospel was gone off. Oh, he said, "You couldn't believe the pushback that we got from people who were upset by what by what we made. They totally modernized the radio station, and of course." They didn't just use the Peppertown of jingles. They ended up getting the same jingle packages that WCFL in Chicago, which is which was owned by Op, which was the TM packages, Shockwave, and the others. So, anyone who says that a Soul Station isn't good because they because they're a Soul Station, I can tell you there are plenty of Soul Stations out there 
that did sound almost as better than the, some of the some of the you know, top forty stations that were playing regular music. All the old soul, Sonic well, seventy three, KK Day in Dallas is one of those. They had the jingle pack. They were very a very good sounding station. Yeah, go ahead, Bernie. When we uh, first started voice tracking, uh, talk about two shifts. I did afternoons and overnights, and people actually would call me during the day and ask me when I slept. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they, well, I, they, I, they believed it. Yeah, they believed it. I worked at a radio station and in Smithtown. I only did it a very short time because it was a long commute between New York and Long Island, and it, I just couldn't do it anymore. And each radio announcer was a beautiful music station that did a six-hour shift, and someone calls me and says, how can... I'm, I'm going to say, how can um, Don Brink do all nights and do a show in the daytime on the AM and never be take a vacation. And I had to finally admit to tell them, well, it's really pre-recorded, all those breaks yeah. are pre-recorded. So, As I've said before, WMEX used to sort of let the cat out of the bag because if something was recorded, the echo didn't work. So on the weekends, if people would be in, Fenway would be in on a Sunday morning or something, well, there's no echo, so you know he's not really here. Woo-woo did his show Saturday and Sunday nights. Actually, he pre-recorded one time. He came in, uh, he had finished recording his Saturday and Sunday night shows, and he came in and was talking to Larry Glick when Larry was still at MEX. And, uh, you know, they, he was just mentioning that, you know, the 66 did. Oh, I just finished my, my shows that will be on t- tonight and uh, tomorrow night. You know, uh, his oldie show on Sunday night in the top 20 and then the top 20 on Saturday. And he just well, one of the reasons they're all done. And one of the reasons they pre-recorded the shows on the weekends is because they didn't want to hire any weekend people. That's, that's, that's why right. they did it. That's why they did it. That's why, uh, that's why when WINS, uh, on the very last day of its operation... And we played the air truck of Jack Lacey. That show was recorded because they didn't have weekend yep. announcers. All the weekend announcers were the weekday announcers that they. Did I don't think BZ shows. recorded anything, but they were they didn't hire anybody. So you got a certain day off. Dave Maynard was off on Saturday, and Jeff Gay was off on Sunday. Except he, he did pre-record the Hoot Nanny show, and so yeah, BZ didn't do it either. They didn't bring in any. I think Carl DeSouza got to record his Sunday morning show, uh, but it was pretty unusual. Well, on the same thing with WABC, they didn't have any recorded shows either, but and neither did WMCA, but that, that also could have been, Chris, and one of the reasons that may have been the case is because of union regulations yeah. for those radio stations. They were, may not have done it that way because of the union contract. You remember, I don't know how it was for CBS uh, stations, other places, but they'd always say, our engineer, uh, Eddie Giordano, or something, every hour at the end of the hour, You'd hear who the engineer was on the, on the music shows on you know CBS on WEI. I and don't I remember them doing do that, that in New York City, but but maybe they had to do it in Boston. I just don't remember that in New York City. And again, I am looking for. I always look for the unusual. I am looking for an air check of like Leo Egan when he was on the air because he did do a, a music show as well on WH on W. Uh, Oh, I'm trying to think of this thing. What was it? WHDH? Was it HDH? Well, he never had a music show. Don Gillis did. A lot of different ones did it, but I don't I don't think that Leo Egan, I don't remember what was the music show. He had well, a sports uh, talk show in 73 or so. The reason I'm saying in the 50s, because I have did jingles. Did you mention John his, Gillis? Yeah. Yeah, John Gillis. Where did he work at Don, Don Gillis. Don. Don Gillis. Oh, yeah. Don. Okay, because there was a John Gillis who, who lived here in Indianapolis who worked, I believe he worked in Philadelphia for a while and maybe even Boston at one time. I don't, I don't remember him, but... Don Gillis okay. was a longtime sportscaster and did it did yeah, the music though on HDH, uh, even though he did the, did the sports. But uh, the only the Egan. only old he was a newsman mostly. He did a lot of news. You should look on BZ and see if you can find Leo Egan do, get some news or sports from Leo Egan from BZ. That's where. Well, uh, and the only reason I say he, the only reason I say that he had a music show is because <laughs> there's a jingle mentioning his name. With a, with a beginning theme and an end theme. Oh, I think that the thing that Jess Kane does on the on the Fred B. Cole show, 
I think because he's the morning newsman with Jeff. I think that's why, and they gave him a lot of because they'd gotten him from BZ, and they were oh, okay. you know they gave him a lot of uh, you know top billing, you know, right along with Jeff, like his partner, not a partner, you know, his newsman, but a prominent newsman. So I think oh, that's why they mentioned. Okay, him. very good. Uh, almost called him my sister's name, Karen, out in Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, go ahead, unmute yourself, please. Who's oh, who? If I remember, her dad was a radio engineer. Hello. So, uh, hello. Yes, daddy was. Uh, at WSM stood for We Shield Million. That's right. That's right. I've heard that. That was right. the logo for the yeah. uh, WSM National yeah. Life and Accident. That's Station. right. And they'd say that your National Life and Accident Station because they would do regular. And it was so weird. Like I wasn't used to hearing traffic reports from other places other than here in New York or something. Your traffic reports are like five in the afternoon here in Nashville. I'm like, wow. That's cool. You hey, know? Karen, before you go, I was going to ask you a question about your dad. As, as radio kept changing over the years, did, was he discouraged with, what, with the way radio was going? Yes, he was. What was, the, what was his view about radio? He felt like in the older days that radio was, uh, was more in the vein of serving the public. Yep. That's true. And it just didn't seem that way quite as much anymore. There was, uh, yeah, you're right, Karen. There was a, even a change from the 50s into the 60s and 70s. Got more modernized, and that's fine, and that can work. But just less, you just felt like each station had its own feel to it back in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. And then well, it got, I know, remember got being in college, Chris, and I wrote a paper about this, and it said, well, the FCC says that the air that the that the air the radio stations are supposed to serve the people, and I told my professor I said Ernest Andrews was his name, and he also worked at WBZ back in the '30s or early '40s or whatever as a news writer and stuff, and he said, "Well, you're wrong. The radio is supposed to, radio serves the people." I said, "No, it doesn't. Radio doesn't serve the people. Radio serves the interest to make it to make make money. If you wouldn't right. own a radio station if you weren't making any money, you would you certainly would not be in the business." And right. he wanted, he, wanted, well, he was going to give me a, he was going to give me a D on the term paper that I wrote, but he decided not to. So. No, I mean that's just, that's, that's true. But it, but it, it's just gotten more crass and commercialized, you know, as, as time has gone on. You know, really I think if you look though, and I, I guarantee it, and I always say this, if you look hard enough, you could find stations that 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 do still sound good. Now, of course, oh, sure. I'm, a, I'm a jazz person, so I happen to like the radio station WDCBFM and. Uh, DuPage, uh, Illinois. Uh, that that radio station, the College of DuPage, the College of DuPage in Illinois. I like that radio station because I happen to like jazz. Bernie, you may find a radio station that you like to listen to as well. And the uh, same thing with Bill. Well, maybe, it wouldn't be jazz. I can think of that. No, I know. Yeah, I didn't think. I didn't, you didn't remind me of a jazz person, but I like no, jazz. But, no. but then again, I, and again, I'm also the kind of person like Chris. Now, I'm not disagreeing with Chris. I get I get his whole thing. We were talking about WR. There are certain radio stations I like that I knew weren't going to do well format-wise, but I still like them. They, they were, they were my favorite radio station. We'll talk about that as right. we bring it up on the air. So, uh, we all have our favorite radio stations. I'm, I, I don't know. I know. I know. Bill, you, the, as you were growing up in Indiana, Cincinnati, in Cincinnati, in Indianapolis, there might have been a radio station. That oh, you liked. of course, there was. And we all have our favorite radio stations. So, you know, that's where it goes. That's where it goes. Well, but you know what, Jeff? We probably better do Jennifer's call letter and format changes because she has a big time contract. And if she doesn't yeah, get it on uh, by a certain time. And, and I don't want her to get studio and everything, right? She's right. Her new studio. And she's, I don't want her to get mad at me, Bill. You know she, uh, she will change. Well, maybe it. In the end, you'll hear her, you'll hear her mention her engineer. 
Yeah, and yeah, yeah, she. Her engineer. <laughs> you tell yeah. him, Bernie. No, I tell you what, yeah, she will do. My, yeah. my engineer. Yeah. Bill no, Spark. it's Jeff, but Jeff produces her podcast. I just copy it over. But um, Jennifer can change and alter interviews here on the Legend. We know that. All right. <laughs> So oh, don't, don't go there. <laughs> I won't go there, but you know it, Jeff. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks. Here are your call letter and format changes for the week of October 21st. KZIU FM 101.9 Weston, Oregon changes calls to KNHK FM. KNHK FM 104.5 Newport, Washington changes calls to KZIU FM. WANGAM 1490 Biloxi, Mississippi changes slogan from 106.3 Casino Radio to Bob 106.3 WARQ FM 93.5 Columbia, South Carolina changes slogan from Q93.5 to Live 93.5 WTNI AM 640 Biloxi, Mississippi changes slogan from 106.3 Casino Radio to Bob 106 KLPW FM 107.3 Steelville, Missouri changes format from not available to talk. WGNU AM 920 St. Louis, Missouri changes format from gospel music to sports. WHTK AM 1280 Rochester, New York changes slogan from Rochester Sports Talk to Fox Sports. 1280. KSOB FM 96.7. Larned, Kansas changes slogan from Kansas Country 96.7 to the mighty 1290. KZRS FM 107.9. Great Bend, Kansas changes slogan from Old School 107.9 to the Patriot 107.9. WCVT FM 101.7. Stone Vermont changes slogan from 101 the one to 101.7 WCVT WLPA AM 1490 Lancaster Pennsylvania changes format from sports to CHR WONN FM 92.7 Starview Pennsylvania changes format from sports to CHR KPQX FM 92. Havre, Montana changes slogan from Your Kind of Country to KPQX 92.5 WRKU FM 102.1 Forestville, Wisconsin changes slogan from 102.1 More FM to U 102.1 KDJJ FM 94.1 Fernley, Nevada changes format from country to talk and changes slogan from Ace Country to Nevada Talk Network. KITS FM 105.3 San Francisco, California changes slogan from New Alt 105 to 105.3 Dave FM. WCPV FM 101.3 Essex, New York changes slogan from 101. 
101.3 The Game to 101.3 The Wolf. WDNG AM 1450 Aniston, Alabama changes the slogan from 95.1 The Mountain to Aniston Oxford's Classic Station. WEAV AM 960 Plattsburgh, New York changes slogan from 960 The Zone to The Game. 97.1 WFEB AM 1340 Silicoga, Alabama changes the slogan from B101 to Silicoga's Best Hits and Favorites. WTTN AM 1580 Columbus, Wisconsin changes the slogan from Talk 92.7 to Devil Radio 92.7. WVMT AM 620 Burlington, Vermont changes slogan from Vermont's number one for news and talk to WVMT 96.3 FM 620 AM and those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For All Thanks Radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks wishing all of you a good week. Well, not only that, but why is a station changing to the devil? <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, well, what about right. the poem KSOB? I, I don't know that I'd want to have KSOB. Yeah. I, I don't think I want to have WEAV. It should have all handicraft patterns all the time. Right. Pretty good stuff. You know, that funny thing is that's been WEAV for years and years and years and years, Chris. It's been that call for, it seems like forever. Because uh, I've been up in that neck of the woods in Plattsburgh, New York, uh, and it's, be- it's it's beautiful up there this time of year. It's horrible in the winter because it's way too cold. It's, oh, yeah. a, it's better to be in the Adirondacks up in the summertime and the, and the fall, but don't don't go in the, in the winter unless you like skiing. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. All right, Bernie, we got a quick question for you. This was brought up in the news tonight, and we don't have to get political about it, but... In Indianapolis, do you know of anybody that's been shown the door or are just some media companies requiring you to be vaccinated? I don't know what the policy yeah. is at Emmis, but... Yeah. We uh, we had a guy who uh, worked part-time on uh, B, and uh, he was told, you got to have the vaccine. He said, well, I'm not going to get the vaccine, so I'm leaving. So... He oh, wow. made it easy. He left himself. I, 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 I don't want to get political, but I think it's just totally stupid. I mean, I mean why know, personally would you give up your car? Wouldn't you be better though, hypothetically, if you were going to do it? You know, if you didn't want the vaccine, wouldn't you be? If you ever thought you wanted any legal recourse, wouldn't you be better to make them fire you though than to leave yourself? Don't know. Uh, I, I think in most in most cases that probably would happen. This guy uh, was a part timer. He, he basically worked one shift a week, and oh. uh, so I think he, he didn't really care all that much. And and he was terrible anyway. So you're saying, Bernie, that he's not going to be missed. Yeah. He, you know, nothing nothing, nothing like uh, nothing like yeah. saying like. But I will tell you, and I'm not getting political either. But I got the vaccination or the booster shot last Thursday. And got really sick on Friday and Saturday. So I will tell you that it was not fun. Um, I had the chills. My body was uh, dehydrated. 
And uh, I, I, I did my way. second shot the same way, but that wouldn't stop me from. But it didn't stop me from doing it. But not I, at all. No, but, no. I, but, I, but I did it. But I will tell you, I was a bit worried, and I remember calling my sister. I said, "Look, Sharon, if I don't feel better, I'm I'm checking myself into a hospital. I don't care what you say." But I, I everything worked out okay, and by by, by noon I, on and Saturday. And I understand that because it gets to a point where your fever gets bad enough that you're thinking, "Okay, this is really not good." But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, even knowing all that, I, I have not gotten the uh, booster shot yet, but I'm, uh, I'm going to. Oh, yeah, I will. I, have to I, I will tell you that a it's, bit, a, yeah. it's a lot easier getting the shot than it was when I first got it. I didn't have to wait online. I, I did it at, at a CVS pharmacy. As a matter of fact, my, my oldest daughter, Meredith, was with me. She she met me at the pharmacy. I said, meet me at, outside the pharmacy. What did I do after I got the shot, Bernie? I did the best thing anyone else could do. I went out to dinner with her. I had lunch with her. I had a sandwich. I had a gin, a, a, a gin and tonic. I had a very good afternoon with my oldest daughter. That's it wasn't just you one. Go. There you go. And then you got sick. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I got you got sick. Well, you had a booster See, after the booster. I, that's what that's I right. Go. That's right, too. You had well, I, a suppo- shot I suppose, Jeff, they could say it was the gin They could say it was the gin and tonic that made you sick. Yeah, but it was it more than probably one gin. Somebody would tell you that. Al out in Palmer Heights, Ohio, after you get me that diamond from uh, J.D. Robinson. J.D. Yeah. Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, the diamond man. Go ahead, Gary. Uh, go ahead, Al. Unmute yourself. There you go. There you go. We got it. Go ahead. All right. Hey, Al. Yeah, hey, unmute Al. yourself, Al. I think he's trying to. Yeah. Star six. Star six. Al. Star six, Al, on the touchtone phone. Star there six. Star six. Okay, now we got it. There <laughs> we go. There you go. There he Did you get me my diamond ring from uh, uh, J.D. Robbins? Okay. I'm getting, like, I'm getting like Jerry. We're getting to hit the star six. Anyway, <laughs> 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 a couple things. Uh, you were talking about pre recorded uh, shows on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, AYW did it until NBC bought them out in 65. But the only guy that was live was Harry. Uh, Martin Howard on 6 to 10 weekdays. Harry Martin would do his show by himself and Specs would take Saturdays off due to his uh, religion. Uh-huh. And, and Sundays, uh, Specs would come 9 to noon and the rest of the days were recorded. Now, when uh, WKYC took over in June, then Jerry G had to move over to Sundays from 2 to 6 and so they had to hire somebody, you know, to uh, do a Saturdays and Donnell Brink was hired to do uh, 2 to 6 of the Jim Stagg left because of payola. Oh. And, uh, and then Jay Lawrence is doing it. And then Jim Runyon, he walked out of there when the ownership took over. He didn't show up for his shift. And okay. Jay Lawrence had to do two shifts that day, midnight yeah. to six. You know what he said when he walked out? Well. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Al, did you, did you know that Sex Howard, the guy that uh, worked with Martin, is still alive? That's what I heard. His last name was Lieberman, I think, his last name. Right, but he's still alive. From, uh, yeah, he must be in his 80s. Uh, in his early 90s around, whatever. Right, right Actually, yeah, what do you remember Because we're going to be t- doing Mike Douglas in a couple of minutes What do you yeah, remember? Yeah, that's my second thing uh, Yeah Is the interview going to have him uh, talk about his career in Cleveland? Well, that's what I was going to ask you about Because what uh, I was telling I was explaining to Jeff that a big part of I think the trade Was to get Mike Douglas over to Philadelphia So he right. could get more guests out of New York That's what I heard Right, right. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, yeah. I, now let me ask you a question because I don't, I doubt that he did. I know he was on TV in Cleveland. I know he was on TV in Philly. Did he do any radio work in Cleveland what, that you remember? Uh, not that I know of, no. Okay. Mike Douglas, uh, and that's a good leading because we'll talk about this because Chris and I were talking about this earlier. Thank you, Al. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good one. Okay, yep. thank you. 
what Mike Douglas did a show and it, right in, in 1963 now I'm not sure if it was since, yes I, I believe it was us the Channel 9 in New York had the show for years and years and years and when when, it, when when they first got the show though it came out of Philadelphia it did not come out of Cleveland when we got so you didn't get it till 65 then we didn't get it till 65 that's correct right Okay. Um, and it may not have been syndicated until '65. Until it got was, it. because oh, as I told you, we had it on Channel Four here because they were Group W, and they got it from you know KYW okay. at that time. And so yeah, so no, we and we and it, we kept it when it went. It four kept it when it went to Philadelphia. Now I got a little piece of trivia for you, Chris. Do you know who his orchestra was? Oh man, I bet when I hear the name, I'll remember it, but I don't. Joe Harnell and his orchestra. Oh, fly me to the fly moon. Fly me to the moon. '63. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, Joe. You know, you know. I I don't know why I have this knowledge in my head because it doesn't do me any good and it's not making me any yes, money. It does. But if you if you go to bar, see, you got to hook up with Sean. He plays trivia all the time and gets free drinks and this and that and wins stuff. You got to hook up with him and maybe uh, somebody yeah, will ask right. a Joe Harnell question in Austin someday. You're right. That's probably well, what he's know, doing now. <laughs> that's probably yeah. yes. That's probably what he's doing. What I'm going to tell, tell tell Billy, we're going to play this next feature. This is going to be a two part feature. Um, and I thought it was really good because I I think Mike Douglas was able to actually bring him out and interview him. He was a good him. interviewer, yeah. And, and I think you'll enjoy this. It's Ringo Starr, uh, April 17th of 1978. Was he in Philadelphia at the time that... I yeah. think he was uh, in 78. He might have been in Hollywood at that point. But Bill oh, that's right. He did go out west after a while. But he you know, was in Philadelphia for many years. But I'm, I'm not... Maybe there'll be something in the interview that'll tell us where he is. You will find it out, I promise you. Here we go. All right, we'll see. The group split up in 1970, and each member has pursued a, a successful solo career. And my next guest is one of those four who put Liverpool on the map. Here is Ringo Starr. I said, to, I said to Ringo, they're standing, and he said, so are we. <laughs> I, I read all about you and found it very fascinating. Uh, I found it interesting that you had a childhood that was not too Didn't pleasant. you? you had, well, no, but you had a lot, of, a lot of illness in yours. Yes, I was very sick as a child, Mike. I hope I make it through the show. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, I was very sick. I had peritonitis, and they said I'd die three times, but I refused. And then, ho ho. That's true. Uh, that's true. And then I had uh, TB. Enough of that. Well, this, this interrupted your, your schooling a great deal. You didn't go to school for it. No, thank very you. No. I didn't like it when I went anyway. Didn't you? No. What, what didn't you like about it? Well, the problem was because I was sick. I was always late. You know, I was always two years Missing behind. Missing classes and, and all. In, and it's the same today, I suppose. But the teacher would never just take you aside and help you. You know, they just have to help the 40 or 50 people in the class. And so uh, you were always behind. Did your mother help you at all at home? Yes, she went to work. I'm talking about. <laughs> now the reason I brought no, that up is because no, she, your, your she father didn't. left when when you were a very tender age and left three, just you. Three when he left, that was enough for him. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was just you and your mother. Yeah. Yes. For uh, well, till I was 13, then she remarried. Hmm. But uh, I was taught to read by a, a lady who used to mind me. Who was a friend of my mother's, and when they'd go out, uh, you know, she'd look after me, and she told me to read when I was nine. So don't give up, Sweat Hogs. Do you read a lot? I read everything. I can read anything. 
the big $75 words. Any all. word you want to put in front of me, I can read. But I can't spell it. <laughs> you do have some problems spelling. That's the only problem. I spell phonetically. I, I kind of identified with some of the things that you did as a boy because you were into the gang thing, which I didn't know uh, was that... Uh... You had to be. You had to be in Liverpool where I came from. Um, we were by the docks, and each area had its own gang. It's like New York, you know, yeah. that's why you feel close to New York and Hamburg. They're all the similar cities in Germany. Because um, if you weren't in, in the gang around your area, uh, they'd beat you up anyway. Yeah. You know, they say, oh, here he comes. I found it interesting you said when we got tired of beating up other people, we'd beat up each other. Yes, well, they would, you know. Oh, let's beat him up. What you, I'm with you. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't that begin to wear thin after a while? Yes. The, the, when I started playing the drums, I, um, I thought, this is silly, you know. I get beaten up, we beat somebody up. You know, it's all that stuff when you're 18, 25 years ago. Got your age now, haven't we? Not but, that long. But how did you was was the did you go right to the drums or did you uh, have other instruments before that? Or I had a harmonica at seven, <laughs> and from that I went to the drums. <laughs> no, I went to the drums because uh, I used to walk to school. One of the days I went, and um, and I, there was a music store, and I always looked. Thank you, drummer. <laughs> I always looked at the drums. There was all these instruments, but I only wanted the drum. I don't know. It's just that was it. Fourteen, you know. How did you 13. get your first one? I uh, I bought the first one. Well, it, the first one I was given in hospital. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> you know, and they used to have a band come round, and uh, you know they'd have triangles and drums and cymbals, and the teacher would have big yellow dots and big red dots, and when she hit the red, I would hit the drum. And that, and then if they wouldn't give me a drum, I wouldn't join the band. Was I that, wouldn't play in the hospital. That, do you read music? Did no. You have any form, no formal training at all? I can't read it to this day. Oh, it doesn't matter, does it? No. I can read books, though. <laughs> Did your mom object to your practicing? Because that's a very noisy thing. Uh, well, you know, the story, to say it fast, is that I looked at this drum. Then I had one big bass drum with one skin that they'd let me play at parties at 15 and 16 because I'd been sick. Then they'd put me away. And then uh, my stepfather found a, a kit for me that a friend of his, because he was from London and we were in Liverpool, was selling for $50 at the most. And uh, he went and got it and brought it to me. And I got that in January and in February I joined a band because none of them could play either. What was the name of that? That, that was the Eddie Clayton Skiffle Group. How many in the band? Well, it built up. It started with three and then we ended up with five. We had the biggest skiffle band in town. What's, this, what's a skiffle band? I'm not sure. I know. Well, a skiffle, do you know Lonnie Donegan? Yes, oh yes. Well, he started Skiffle in England, but it, it went back to, to the blues, and it was originally rent parties, where someone had opened a house, so you'd come in and someone would have a harmonica or a jug, you know, like jug bands. Yeah, oh, I see. And you made it up, you know, and they'd all sing Hey Liley and Cotton Fields and all that. And um, we, and then people would give them a quarter for spending the night there or something. I you know, I'm trying to translate to American money. Um, and that's what it started from. So it was like good time bands. You, you didn't have to play too much. Well, <laughs> you became a Beatle almost by mistake, didn't you? You were with another band at the time. Uh, I was with several bands. I was with most of the bands. And one one time in Liverpool, we used to do uh, an hour show, and there were three bands on the show, and you do half an hour the next band. And I played with every band, and the curtains would open, and I'd be there, and you all had jackets in those days and suits. So the curtains would open, I'd play, and then the curtains would close, they'd open again, I'd be there just in a different jacket. <laughs> all right, because we're all playing the same 
his songs. <laughs> so that was a good one. But they, the other members changed, but you just stayed on drums. Is that the idea? Is that what you're... Yeah, uh, Paul actually got to uh, bass because the other two wouldn't play it when Stuart died in Germany. Paul used to play... When I, um, well, I met them in Liverpool for a brief period because I was with a band called Rory Storm, and they were just getting together. <laughs> Sounds like this is your life. The three of them, <laughs> there were four of them at the time. There was a drummer, right? Yeah, Pete Best. And then... What well, when I first met them, there was only uh, John, George, and Stuart that were teaching to, te to play bass because he couldn't play. So for the first couple of months, he used to play with his back to the audience because he'd be going... Boom. Uh, uh, oh, and looking at the place. <laughs> so you would never face the audience. <laughs> How did you... Just fun at home, you know? How is it out there? First time, the, the first time you sat down with the other three members, did you know at that moment that that was very special? Was it? Did something register with you? Um, to be honest, that the, they were the best band in Liverpool, and uh, we met in Germany. That's where we really got to know each other because we played the same club together. We where? The where in Germany? Hamburg. Oh yes. And they, we used to do twelve hours between us, two bands. And that's where we all learned to play. You didn't have to audition for the band, as it were. Uh, no. No, we got to know each other. And then when we all got back to Liverpool, um, Pete wasn't well one day. I used to say he was sick and he kept suing me. So he wasn't well. And, uh, and they, they got me out of bed for a lunchtime session because you never get up till one anyway. And I played, and I played the lunchtime session at the cavern. And then we went and played in uh, a place called Southport. And that was the end of it. And everyone you... accepted it, and the audience accepted it, and I played, and then he wasn't well again. Ah. And I played again, and everyone said, yeah. And then suddenly I got a call. Not suddenly, because we had talked about it. Uh, I was playing Skegness with Rory Stone Hurricanes at a holiday camp. We had three months' work there, and Brian phoned me up and said... Uh, Brian Epstein. Brian Epstein. Yes. He said, uh, will you join the band? And I said, when? And he says, today. And I said, no, Saturday. Because the, my band, the band I was in would have lost the job, so you, oh, I, I gave him till Saturday, I played with them, then they had all that time, and Sunday we were off to find a drummer. What did you earn the first time you worked with the Beatles for a solid week? Uh, a week? Yeah. I don't know. When I was in them? Yeah. 25 pound. That'd be about what? Equivalent to about 50, now, 60, 60, 70 dollars. Mm -hmm. But that was wages, you know. I mean, Brian would give you, like, wages. I had a wage packet till 1970. <laughs> it's just a thing you get into, give me my wage packet. Like it, you know, 50, 50 pounds I used to get a week. I had a lot more in the bank, though, Michael. Where did you go to practice? I never practiced. To get back to that story, I practiced one time upstairs. We were in the house, and all the houses are together, you know, just a street of yeah. houses. So everyone was screaming, you know. We call them row homes here. What do you call row them? Row homes? What do you call them in England? It's a street. A street of houses, you know. Street of houses. <laughs> No, I'm saying, no, I'm not being funny. We really do call them row homes. And Where did they call it that? In the east, in Philadelphia, mm. they have row well, homes. All, of, all the major cities have row homes mm. somewhere. You, know? you don't have it here, though. Yes, they must have do it they? somewhere. They've got to have do it. Do they have it here? No, thank you. Gong, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> 
most of the members uh, of the band, what was it like the first time you heard you were coming to America? Because you, you had felt, you knew that you had to make it in America to be what you... Well, the thing was, you only, you had to make it in America. It didn't matter where you made it, you'd pretend and say, this is fine. But you were always looking to America because that's where most of the influences came from. And it was interesting because um, George had a sister who lives here. Well, he still has her, I suppose. And, um, <laughs> and he came the, a couple of months before. You know, everyone knows why we, were, we, we came to do the Ed Sullivan because he yes. saw us in London when we came from um, Switzerland. Not Switzerland, Sweden. Sweden we came from. Yeah. And there was a lot of kids on the roof. Of the, and he said, watch this. And he booked us for his show. But George had been like six months before. And, you know, gone around the records. Have you got any of the Beatles records? So get out of here. Who are they? And um, so he came back saying, they don't know us. It's terrible because we were big in Europe and we were used to the Very applause. big, yes. Big records over there. But we arrived, as everyone knows, with, well, you don't know. You're too young. <laughs> we, arrived, we arrived to, um, you know, a lot of people and the big time. And did it happen almost automatically from the first appearance, or did you have to come back for subsequent appearances? Uh, no, you, from that appearance, it, we that hit then. Yeah. But we toured because that's what we were doing at the time, and it was part of the life is touring. Yeah. We have to pause for a minute. Will you stay, I hope? Well, we'll I'd right love back to stay. Ringo Starr, right after this. Wow. What did you think of that, Bernie? I met Ringo. Um, and, and it was uh, very impromptu I was at a uh, record label in uh, California called Private Music which just happened to be his label at the time he was on the label and no one knew he was coming to the offices and all of a sudden he walks in and he says hello office and everybody just kind of freaked out and I had just seen him a few nights before at the blast or the, the Ringle Star what do they call those uh, blasts from your past things or I don't know but it, uh, his, his, uh, unplugged or something the, like the big that shows or... he used to do yeah was he, um, was, he in the, was he a nice guy oh my god he was great uh, my kids were there my kids still to this day they were quite young but they uh, they remember it very well mm-hmm. and I, I said I said Ringo I, I saw you just uh, a few nights ago he goes Oh yeah, wasn't it great? <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, but no, it was it was so much fun just to talk to him for a couple of minutes because no one knew he was going to. I don't think anybody was even with him. He just walked into the office. Why were were you at the record label? Were you trying to solicit some payola out there? What were you doing? Yeah, I was. I was kind of you know. No, we um, you know we. We knew all these record people because I was a music director at the time at WNS, and so I I was going on vacation to Southern California. I had a okay there, and uh, and I arranged to meet a lot of the people that I talked to on the phone every sure. week. Sure, and it was so much fun just to meet some of these people, and that was and that nice. was one place I went, and it just happened to be on the right day at the right time. Wow, and I mean it could have been any other day of the week that week. And I would have missed him. Yeah, so it was really. I want to ask you a question, and I know that because some I, I've met some famous people in my day, and some of them get really uncomfortable when when they see someone who can't see it. Was Ringo at all that way at all with you? Oh, no, I don't even think Ringo knew. <laughs> yeah. I, don't think Ringo, no. I, I don't think Ringo even knew. You know, he's, he was so kind of into himself, kind of. You know. Oh, you know, just, I'll tell you a story about that. Roy Rogers, 
they had a thing when, of course, they had a disabled daughter, and we went to his museum in um, uh, what's it called, Apple Valley, California. We were out there visiting uh, Linda's uh, grandfather, my first wife's grandfather. We went there, and they, he had a standing order that if he and Dale were there, they wanted to be told if any disabled people came so that they could come and talk to them. So they came and talked to us. They got pictures, and uh, the kids, uh, my, my daughters were little at the time. They didn't know who he was. But they, so they cool. we got although we bought a couple of movies and brought them home and played them so they get, got to see them because of course it was the eighties and he wasn't on TV but you know, Roy Rogers he was a very nice guy and and Dale they were very comfortable so uh, a lot of people by the have way it was the Ringo Star like All Star Band that's what it was okay the All Star yeah uh, well you know Ringo Star not only does if anyone who remembers or who was had a daughter or a son growing up in the eighties I believe it was when they had Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> I remember oh, Ringo yeah. Starr. Well, maybe it was the nineties. I don't remember. Before George Carlin was in, the, did the show. You know, Ringo Starr was the guy that did the show. Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. He did quite a good job with it. So, Joe, we but have I your just, hand. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just think it's so cool that my kids—they were so young, but to this day they remember meeting Ringo oh, sure. Starr. Well, sure. how, could, how could you not? How could you not remember that? That's the thing. Well, he didn't care about music. And stuff. You know, that would have been one thing. But they—they they loved it. Hmm. That's the best thing you could do for them, Bernie. Joe, can you un- can That's you unmute yourself, pretty please? Pretty much all I did. So I'll, all downhill from there. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, okay. I think yeah. we, we got okay. Great. I I remember Mike Douglas. I used to live in good old Minneapolis, Minnesota, and yeah. WCCO Television carried him at at four o'clock, and I realized that they were, of course, CBS affiliate. But I realized syndication it comes under right. under, under that basis rather rather than the network affiliation and, and by the way Jeff another good jazz station is WBGO in Buffalo New York and uh, WBGO in Newark, New Jersey Newark. I know it. Yeah, yeah we know it we know we listen to that as well Joe thank yeah, you oh yeah, do, yeah oh yeah this this, this is cool and there there is going to be a 60 year celebration of WAMU this Sunday on the big broadcast, seven eleven Eastern. Okay. All right. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, well, we had two. Uh, what Mike, they did Mike here. Douglas, Mike Douglas also had John and Yoko on for a week. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. And, and it was just incredible. I mean, he, he had them on every single day. It was great. He would have co-hosts for a week. He had Leslie Gore a few times as a co-host. I have, I have someone I, I went to the school. I didn't go to the school with her, but she went to the school for the blind, and she told me that she lived in the apartment building that was real near where John Lennon lived, and every time she had her guide dog with her, John would always offer to help her across the street. And, and she was not into the Beatles. Uh, and she said, and he was such a nice guy, uh, Bernie, that, that she said he was just the nicest guy you would ever want to know. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened was because it was you know it was New York. I mean, he got to be just a normal person. You know, yeah. if if he were a big star here, for instance, I mean, no. he could not go anywhere because people would just be freaking out. But you know, people are used to seeing the stars. Well, that happens, York. I guess, down at Martha's Vineyard. So many stars and people go down there in the summer and all that that uh, they sort of hang out with each other, and it's not a big deal. Uh, people are just right. used to seeing them. Or James Taylor and Carly Simon live there and all that. So. Yeah. How about if we do this? How about if we start? Okay. Uh, have we take the walk? We'll take a walk east of Albany, New York, and headed okay. down the tended, headed down the uh, Mass Pike, and head to Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, just like uh, from Stockbridge to Boston. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There you go. And uh, we're all, all going to so. look for America, and one of the American cities we're going <laughs> to visit is W 
is WRKO, 680 WRKO, formerly WNACAM. Correct. Correct. Hey, Jeff, this is not, what is this station here? This is not what it's showing here. What's the call letters of this station that you want to... WRKO, did I put the wrong thing in there? Um, well, we're going to find out. Here we go. <laughs> I know, I just checked well, the Dropbox folder. The other folder. one was KITS, yeah. if, if you're looking for the other Right, thing. but I didn't put that in there. I didn't do that yet. Yeah, no, okay, okay. well, let's see if this WRKOAM makes it here. This week we're traveling to Boston, Massachusetts, and we're going to listen to the radio station WRKOAM from April oh. of 1969. The radio announcer is Shadow Stevens, and at this time WRKO was being consulted by Bill Drake. This is the Drake format at its best. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy Shadow Stevens from April of 1969 on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Shadow Stevens, WRKO, Six o'clock at Now Radio. Friends and neighbors, I have hit music for you, and some money to the tune of $210 in the WRKO Memory Bank. You'll just hang in there. We'll be playing it in a couple of minutes. Now Radio WRKO. Break the WRKO Memory Bank. It's now worth $210 and the hit line is open. We'll take the second call. But a heartache, the flirtations, baby, from Shadow Stevens at WRKO at 6.07. Doctor, you've got to help me. My psyche is about to split. Well, that makes four of us, but please go on. You see, I need a new car. Mm -hmm. There's so many things to worry about, Mm -hmm. like service and a fair price for my Mm -hmm. trade-in and... There, there, my dear. I had that same feeling myself until I visited my gallant man of olds. Really, Doctor? He gave me the fairest of olds, more dealers, Mm -hmm. and backed it up with prompt delivery and the finest of old service. Mm -hmm. Oh, Doctor, you've done it. You've done it. You've taken the perils out of car buying. Well, the gallant men of olds really did that. Mm, you probably saved me hundreds of dollars. Which brings up the subject of my fee, madam. We're the gallant men of old from the realm of possibility where selection is unlimited and service is the king. We're the gallant men of old up to here in those nobility. We prevent car buying perils when we do our gallant thing. We believe in virtuous deals. We believe in those mobiles. We're the gallant GMO in Framingham at Allen Oldsmobile, 581 Worcester Road. This voice is worth WRKO Cash Hal Slifer of Milton, Mass. Listen carefully. We walk the streets in Chicago on cold winter nights and cold winter days for blocks and blocks at a time. Okay, Hal Slifer, for $210, who is that pop star? Ramsey Lewis. Will you repeat that, please? Ramsey Lewis. I'm sorry, Hal. That's not it. We'll be sending you our mystery artist's latest album after he's identified. 68 WRKO. Stand by. Now radio jumps the jackpot, replays our secret star over the next hour, and you can break the memory bank for $220 in WRKO cash. and I know not how to swim. Those are the grassroots at WRKO Hitbound. It's 611 with Shadow Stephen. The queen makes the thing. Lovely Aretha Franklin. Yeah, my man starts getting lost. Really, I get upset.
weather forecast, uh, bright sunshine tomorrow afternoon. And warm once again tonight, fair with some variable cloudiness. Lows in the 40s. Tomorrow, once again, fair with some cloudiness. And the expectations right now in Boston at 60 degrees. And a career in nursing offers you the opportunity to help people who are sick, injured, or infirm. Contact your school guidance counselor or write to the Massachusetts Hospital Association, 225 Franklin Street, Boston. W-I-K-O. Use a picket and grit it now if they're 11 spoonful first half of a double golden. Listen. 
because there's a silent W on Wrangler jeans, Wrangler sportswear, Wrangler jackets, every Wrangler in America. But you have to look for the Wrangler W because it's silent. Look in the outside of Wrangler jeans. Look for the hang tag or label on everything else. But look for that silent W, men. It means you've got a real Wrangler. Bradley's self-service department stores and branches are the places to look for the silent W. Austin well, fair skies tonight. Some variable cloudiness with low in the low 40s. Fair again tomorrow. Variable cloudiness and cooler. High around 50. Fair and cold tomorrow night. Low in the upper 30s. Fair and quite cold on Wednesday. Unfortunately, right now, 59 degrees. Right now, wouldn't you rather be somewhere else? Alexander is somewhere else. Alexander, a new movie. Now playing at the Exeter Street Theater. W-I-K-O. Martha and the Van Dellas, baby, 1964. 626 now. The Supremes, Diana Ross, hit it time. with Shadow Stevens of WRKO. Have you been to the all-new ODs in Cambridge? Yes, all-new, completely redecorated. Now one of the nicest clubs in greater Boston. The action this week provided by George Oliver and the Natural Gas, direct from Canada. And then on April 28th, the Platters return. There are happy hours Monday and Tuesday, all night. Sport coats required Wednesday through Sunday nights. ODs open till 1 a.m. every night. Thursday and Friday till 2 a.m. Don't miss Canada's George Oliver and the Natural gas tonight and every night at the all-new ODs in Cambridge at the corner of Ringe Avenue and Alewife Brook Parkway. For a different atmosphere, try J.A.'s in Cambridge behind Fresh Pond Shopping Center where Paul O'Donnell and his banjo join forces with Fred Reynolds and his good time band for a great evening of dancing, singing, and everything Wednesday through Sunday nights. Yes, it's Paul O'Donnell and his banjo with Fred Reynolds and his good time band Wednesday through Sundays at J.A.'s in Cambridge on Concord Lane behind Fresh Pond Shopping Center. Instant? Turn on. Well, I mean, it's feeling a lot. Music, good music, and dancing, and outside, and running, and love, and playing, and let's turn on. Just being with people, you know, this might sound kind of silly, but eating with my family turns me on. Like at breakfast when we're all together. You live in a turned-on world. You can't just wake up in the morning. You have to turn on with a nourishing breakfast. Like Carnation Instant Breakfast. Mix it with milk. Gives you protein, vitamins, minerals, food, energy. Delicious chocolate marshmallow, chocolate malt, vanilla. Flavors that turn you on, too. Try Carnation Instant Breakfast. It turns you on in the morning. 
succeed in dieting without really trying. Well, the first thing you do is give up regular gelatin dessert. A box of regular gelatin dessert contains 332 calories. Dig? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get yourself Shimmer. A completely new gelatin dessert from Lewis Sherry. A box of Shimmer has 48 calories. I'll repeat that. 48 calories. Regular gelatin is 85% sugar, see? And Shimmer doesn't have a speck of sugar in it. But Shimmer has such a great fruit flavor that it tastes like it's loaded with calories. You know how the regular how the regular dessert tastes like a, like a dirt floor beef dripping that hasn't been mopped or waxed, right? Well, Shimmer tastes better than any other gelatin dessert because it has more fruit flavor in every spoon. More strawberry, more raspberry, more cherry, more orange, more lemon, and more lime. Heavens knows Shimmer gives you six delicious ways to save 284 calories. Now, if the box doesn't say Shimmer, S-H-I-M-M-E-R, it's not the delicious new low-calorie dessert from Lewis Sherry. So say goodbye to sugar. Say hello, Shimmer. Boston weather. Tonight, fair with variable cloudiness, low in the low 40s. Low 40s. Tomorrow, fair with variable cloudiness and cooler, high around 50. Tomorrow night, fair and cold, low in the upper 30s. Wednesday, fair and quite cool. Right now, 58. Children are helpless in the face of tragedy. War, disaster, and poverty can leave a child homeless with no one to turn to. If you or your group would like to help give a home, write to Christian Children's Fund, Richmond, Virginia. W-I-K-O! memories. WRKO AM from April of 1969 and the radio announcer was Shadow Stevens. Now if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. A couple of nice songs in there. Like famous people in, that, uh, in that air check, Barry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, the, the Chevrolet commercial, if I'm not mistaken, that was Vince Scully. It sounded like him to me, yeah. And the, radio and the radio announcer. That was announcer. Arnie Ginsberg that did those clubs in Cambridge. Right, and he uh, worked for WRKO because when he he, did. When he he first came to WRKO and the WMEX sued because of a non-complete contract clause that he had, and he but they kept him on at WRKO because not only was he good a good radio announcer, he was an even better radio salesman. Yeah, he ran, I think he kind of ran the station, uh, and he would do those ads, and then he would get an oldie show over on 98, they, was, WRR was at 98.5, and even though they were running Hit Parade 68 and all that, they would uh, do an oldie show on Sunday afternoons, and he would do that over there. So right, he because he sold, the, he sold out the time for the oldie show, that's, <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. So. But I, that was some Monday evening, and we, we could tell from the weather because they went to Wednesday, and it was the 14th or the 21st, I think, based on, I couldn't tell which, but... Um, <laughs> but uh, that was interesting. That Sugar Shack, that was the Soul Club in Boston. That was uh, down on Boylston Street. And, uh, you know, I don't know about those places in Cambridge. I hadn't heard about those places. But uh, that was, uh, and I don't remember that woman's store. Uh, I, I don't remember that the name of that store. But uh, Well, you know what they say, here today and gone tomorrow, right? Gone tomorrow, yeah, yeah. I, well, with that shimmer. Yeah, there's somebody, they, they went out of business. Whatever they were, that didn't work. Because, uh, you know, it's you never heard of that. It's interesting, though, that there were a lot of live reads. Well, you know, back uh, in yeah. back in the yeah. back in, in that day, for Bernie, it was not uncommon for a radio announcer to oh, read know. live copy. And no, now they uh, WLS had a lot of those too. Yeah, my guess is 
my guess is that all those guys made extra money with those live reads. Sure, they did. Yeah. Um, that's how I find. But, but what I was getting at is that Shimmer had no music behind it, and they no. must have demanded that they not have music behind their live read because everybody else did. Hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah that's correct. You know, well, and I'm thinking. They, they all got paid for doing live reads. I mean, I know Larry Lujak used to do a ton of them on LA. Uh, oh, yeah. And as a matter of fact, I've got some uh, Larry Lujak. So, and you know, what is it about? Uh, well, just say it this way. Some people really loved Larry Lujak. He, he could do no wrong. I thought he was good, but he was not my favorite. But, I, but he was good. But the, I had a guy I went to college with, and you couldn't say anything bad about Larry. My God, if you said something bad about Larry Lujak, you were in trouble. He just... That was how much he enjoyed Larry Lujak. So. You know, the brief time he was at WMEX, and I guess he had a thing about not changing his name because Mac Richmond would change your name to Dan Dunneman or Melvin, Melvin, Melvin X Melvin or something, but he didn't. But the thing is, they had three Larrys for about a month. They had Larry Justice, Larry Lujak, and Larry Glick at night, you know, in the all-night show. They had three guys named Larry on, on the same station. It's pretty weird. Well, what can you say? Walter, unmute yourself, and then we got we got to be moving on before we get to the next featured station here. But go ahead, Walter. Well, that was very good. The, the, boy, you would never know that that was the same one that uh, took over for Casey on AT4. No, it wasn't. No, it was different. Wait, wait, wait. wait. That's funny you said that, Walt, because we were talking about that before the show. It's not the same Shadow Stevens. It's a different no. one. Because I heard... You know, people would say Shadow Stevens, you know, filming, uh, doing the Casey Kasem show, and I listened, and I said, that's not the Shadow Stevens no I knew. No. no I was thinking so, uh, he might be Tom Dooley with KHJ, but I was thinking maybe No, not. no, I know Tom Dooley's voice. That wasn't him either. Uh, yeah, it didn't quite sound like him either. So I just, By the like, way, the Shadow Stevens who did Casey's show also did uh, TV game show stuff. That's right. That's correct as yeah. well. Yes, I remember that. Hollywood Square or something like that. I don't know which one. I think so, yeah. TV game shows. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. Again, you know, we've got that the email, Jeff at All Things how Radio. How many Boston net. Air Checks can we play in a row here? We're yeah. pretty good with it. Well, that, that, that was just because of, uh, because of John Garabedi, and I figured I'd stay in Massachusetts. But we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be leaving well, New England next week. So. I don't know. Well, no, no more weekends in New England for all of us. Yeah. No, no. No. And that, I, could, I could do without that song for a while. Thank you. Oh, like oh Jeff. <laughs> you love that song. Yeah. You know it. Yeah, you probably don't even like whoever's in New England either. I'm, by, uh, I'm with you, Jeff. It's like the Copacabana song. I like that. So made a, they made a movie out of that song. I like that song. But uh, that, yeah, but, again, a lot of a lot a lot of that goes a long way. So you know. All right, Bill. We'll turn it over to you to wrap this up. Uh, all I can do is thank everybody. A great show. Really appreciate it. And enjoy Jeff's last segment. What is this one, Jeff? WFRQ. WFRQ. Frank FM. WFRQ. In the oh, that's right. Yeah, no, not uh, well, no, 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 no. next week. Yeah, we yeah. got gotcha. you. Have a good week, everyone. This week in my featured station segment, we're traveling back to Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and we're going to listen to the second radio station owned and operated by John Garabedian. The station is WFRQFM, licensed to Harwich, Massachusetts, and they play a variety of its format, music from the 80s, 90s, and more. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station WFRQFM on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live.
94.7. You got Frank FM on the radio. Oh, it's Rob Walker rocking and rolling <laughs> and commercial free. Kate Cod's greatest hit. A hot summer night. Hits of the 80s and more. Frank FM, Kate Cod's Greatest Hits, and Stevie Wonder there, and Rob Walker here. How about more hits coming up? Journey, Roxette, and The Knack in just a couple minutes from Frank FM. Coming up just after three, we're going to give you another chance to qualify for the Subway Weekly Winner. We're in our second to last week. we get got a great prize package. I'll tell you all about that coming up. Be Frank FM Subway Weekly Winner and win nearly $1,000 in prizes week after week. You're moments away from hearing what an amazing week and winning Frank's got for you, which could include golfing at Blue Rock, Kingsway, Bay Bear Hills, Old Barnstable Fairgrounds, and more. Dining at Alberto's, Flashback Retro Arcade, Brothers Pizza, just to mention a few. Look and feel better, courtesy of Beyond Beauty, Carmel DeMar Skincare, and Mid-Cape Athletic Club. Finally, fix up your house and ride from Terra Tile, Mid-Cape Home Centers, Mashby Commons, Jiffy Lube, Ziggy's, and much more. We'll tell you when to call and qualify as the Subway Weekly winner. So keep it close to Frank. Frank It's on a Thursday afternoon, and Thirsty Thursday is coming up at 5. That's when Steve McVie goes live from Tugboats and uh, invites you down to share some libation with him. Make sure you get there. It's going to be a great afternoon. Now, now. Frank FM goes commercial free. Commercial free. Frank Greatest hits of the 80s and more. Frank FM. Ninety-three five, 
94.7 Frank FM. We're commercial free. I'm Rob Walker along with Steve in the band. Ninety three five ninety four seven Frank FM WFRQ Harvestport and WPXC HD two high Annas To win $1,000 cash on Frank FM, here's this hour's keyword. Check. C-H-E-C-K. Check. Enter that word now at CapeCodRadio.com for a shot to win $1,000 cash in this nationwide contest. Brought to you by Floors and Walls. Good luck from Frank FM. for the Upper Cape of the Vineyard with Frank FM. Hopefully you caught that keyword. Just a couple minutes ago, good for 2K a day. Of course, I'll have another one for you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. if you missed it. Don't worry. We want you to cash in and win. Frank FM, just after 3 o'clock now, and I'm Rob Walker. We're still commercial free. Ninety-three five, ninety-four seven. Frank FM. Frank FM's best. Here she comes now, say morning, morning. Frank FM, Billy Idol there, Rob here, ready to get you qualified right now for the Subway Weekly Winner. Big prize package valued at over $1,300. Let's get you in to win it right now. Ninth caller, 508-778-9350. You want it? We got it. And we're going to give it away tomorrow afternoon just after 5. In case you missed it, here's some fun we had on the Frank Morning Show. Peter Max can just make you laugh in a split second. He has declared that he hates birds. (laughs) Except birds of prey. I kill things. Anything flying over his head without pants on. <laughs> Not a, without a diaper. I hate birds. I do. <laughs> <laughs> they carry disease. They spread disease. I like birds of prey because they eat everything and clean up all the other stuff. <laughs> and, and a lot of them are angry. Angry birds. Birds, birds. And why are they angry? Because Peter Max does not like them <laughs> at all. Doug and Mina are the Frank FM Morning Show. 
to hear a radio announcer who really likes what he's doing. That's WFRQFM, licensed to Harwich Port, Massachusetts, owned and operated by John Garabedian. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why well, don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and at option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.